Hey, welcome to the sermon series from Life Church Green Bay. It's our mission to bring the life-giving message of Jesus to the 920 and beyond. We're so glad you're here. If this is your first time joining us, we want to do life with you. While you're listening, fill out our hello card on our website so we can connect with you. Visit lifechurchgreenbay.com forward slash hello to fill it up. Make sure to check the I'm new here and online options while filling out the card. Again, we're so glad you're with us today. Here's this week's message. Good morning, Life Church. Open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 40. Isaiah, chapter 40. If you don't have a traditional Bible and you'd like to use one, just raise your hand. And our team would love to give you one that you can either borrow or keep. Or you can go to the YouVersion app or what we call the Bible app and all the notes and all the scriptures will be available to you there. If you are watching online or at one of the services at the Brown County Correctional Facility. We love you. We're glad you're here. Hey, real quick, before I get to this message, I want to do just a quick plug. September 7th, we're going to be relaunching our normal Catalyst services uh, on Wednesdays from 6 to 8. And here's what I want you to know. I've been doing full-time ministry for about 12 years, 11 years. I over-exaggerated there a little bit. I apologize. Um, but I've been in, like, helping a youth for, like, over 20 years. And I'm not over-exaggerating with this. I'm not trying to say this. To, I'm not lying. May God strike me. I've never been surrounded by, like, some of the best leaders who care about your kids that this Catalyst team. Because they go beyond Wednesday. I, I, I thank you. And I, I'm serious. They are great leaders. And so I know that like, yeah, we're going to give away free pizza and we're giving away stuff. That's cool. We're going to have fun. But like the biggest thing we're trying to do in Catalyst is we're trying to get your kids to encounter Jesus, hear a message that will challenge them, and then surround themselves with leaders who care about them and want to do beyond Wednesday with them. So parents, we want your kids there. High school parents, we really believe if your kids come, God's going to change their life. So September 7th, I'd love to see them there. So, uh, so last week, Pastor Sean started a series called No Hard Feelings with the topic of worry. And he was really nice to me last week. Like he, he like said some nice things. That I was like, I was in the back going like, stop. I was like, that's, a, but like one thing he did say is true. I do laugh at my own jokes because someone's got to laugh at them. And I didn't realize they did that until another pastor goes, he laughs at his own jokes. And I'm like, yeah, I do. But then there was another thing he said where he said that he's high stress and I'm low stress. And man, I wish that was true. (laughs) But the reality is I deal with some stress. In fact, writing this message, I had a week of stress. Like I was, as I'm writing about stress, I'm stressing about stress. And and I know I'm not alone here because as I'm doing some research, according to the American Institute of Stress, about 33% of people report feeling extreme stress. 77% of people experience stress that affects their physical health. 73% of people have stress that impacts their mental health. And 48% of people have trouble sleeping because of stress. The Global Organization for Stress reports that 75% of Americans experience moderate to high stress levels in the past month. That stress is the number one health issue in high school students. That 80% of people feel stress at work alone. And in 2020, the American Psychological Association said about this about stress. 
We are facing a national mental health crisis that could yield serious health and social consequences for years to come. So stress is all around us, and it can be our go-to when dealing with daily circumstances, and if we allow it to, it could be the center stage of our entire life. So how do I keep stress from taking over my life? Like, what can I do to not let stress be the center of it all? And that's what I wanna talk about today in a message I'm calling, To Stress To Be Blessed. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to speak your word. And Lord, just like James says, Lord, I pray that everyone will be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And Lord, that they would take this message and it would not stay here. But Lord, they would be challenged and motivated. Lord, I've been praying this all morning. Lord, I believe there's going to be some family meetings today because of what you're going to say in people's lives. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So growing up, I used to have like an unhealthy fear of two things. One, I was really afraid that like if I hit my head on anything, I would like lose my memory and like get amnesia. And the other thing was quicksand. And this is all media's fault. Like media, like growing up, I don't know if you're like me, if you were born in the 80s, TV and movies had those things everywhere. Like, you know, like to the point where someone would hit their head on a pipe and they'd be like, who am I? Who are you? And it'd be like, oh. I mean, it happened a lot of soap operas and stuff like that. And it, I mean, it scared me so much that when I would hit my head on something, which I'm realizing I did that quite often, I had this thing that I would say to myself. I'd hit my head and go, my name is Dallas Cox. The first president of the United States is George Washington. The 16th president of the United States is Abraham Lincoln. Two plus two is four. Two times two is four. My mother's name is Angela. My father's name is Ed. And I'd be like, cool. But there were times that I would go, the first president of the United States is Abraham Lincoln. I'm like, no, it's not. Oh, no. Like I, was, I would like freak out because, I mean, it just seemed like it happened all the time. And you have to remember, I'm from Las Vegas. And so I'm like, there's quicksand everywhere. Like, and to the point where I'd look and I'd be like, oh. like even sandbox, I'm like, what are we doing? We're gonna sink and die. Like I was like this unhealthy fear. And I mean, I mean quicksand, I mean, it was like everywhere in media. And I don't know if you know this, and I'm not gonna judge you because I honestly wasn't this sure about it myself. Quicksand is real. Like it's not a make up thing, in fact, Quicksand is a mixture of fine sand and water, and it's when water can't escape. So it starts to liquefy the soil, which can't handle weight anymore. So when you walk in as quicksand, it'll cause you to slowly sink, and if you don't get out, you will suffocate and die. I don't know about you, but that sounds like stress to me. Like that's, like if the definition of stress by mind.org says, stress is how we react when we feel under pressure or threatened. It usually happens when we're in a situation that we don't feel we can manage or control. Yeah, that's quicksand, like, like when you lose it. And so like quicksand, when we stay in stress, we stop moving, we stop growing, we lose joy, and we become isolated. Maybe some of the people that you haven't seen in a while, maybe they are in the quicksand of stress and they are losing hope. And sometimes we go, well, I have a good reason to stress. I mean, I'm stressing about my family. I'm stressing about my marriage. I'm stressing about my job. I'm stressing about my kids. But sometimes when we are in stress, 
and we feel isolated and we feel alone, we'll start to think that God has either turned his back on us or he can't handle what we're dealing with. That some of us, the enemy has gotten our head and made it think that God's up there going, whoa, how did you get, what happened? I, ah, gosh, I'll be right back. I know. And here's what I love. That's what Isaiah is talking about. Isaiah chapter 40. So if you're going, I'm going to start in verse 26. And it says this. It says, look up into the heavens who created the stars. He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name because of his great power and incomparable strength. Not a single one is missing. Oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. Verse 29 says, he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall into exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So when we read Isaiah, we see that we don't need to stay in stress because we have access to a God who hasn't left us, who isn't too weak to handle our issues, who has the wisdom and understanding to handle anything and everything, who believes we aren't too far gone to not be given the ability to overcome them. See, God is wanting us to get out of our stress and step in to his strength. He wants us to know that you don't have to live in that stress, that you don't have to sink in that stress. I want to give you renewed strength. And I know some of you guys are like, yeah, easier said than done. Yeah, and I get it. I understand. So how do we get out of stress? Because it's one thing to say, I got to step into strength. But like, how do we step into strength? How do we put ourselves in a position to where we need to get out of something that we found out not just hurts us mentally, but can hurt us physically? If you're taking notes, there are four things that I believe will take us out of stress and into strength. Out of stress and into strength. Number one is this, prayer. Verse 27 says, oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? So when I read this scripture, I don't know about you, I see a conversation happening between God and the people of Jacob and Israel. And some scholars believe that's because they, they, were, they were facing defeat. They feel like all is gone, that God has turned their back on them. And God's like, whoa, why do you think that? Why are you doing that? And I don't know about you, but when I see that in scripture, that's how I see prayer. Prayer is a conversation. See, prayer has to be more than something that you do before you eat and before you go to bed. Like, it has to be this continual thing. And it has to be this real, honest conversation you're having with God, not just this script that you memorized and you say it to God over and over and over again. He wants to hear it. He wants to get a response going like, why do you think that? Why do you think he turned my back on you? It's very hard to do that when you just recite the Lord's Prayer over and over again. Nothing wrong with the Lord's Prayer. Jesus said this is a great example. But God wants to hear you say, what is happening? Why am I dealing with this? He wants you to go to him. One of my favorite scriptures, like I love this scripture, and I started reading and memorizing this scripture because my wife said, hey, you need to find a scripture to stop stressing about. So find a scripture, lean on it, go to us. All right, all right. 
Calm down. And it's Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And verse seven says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So don't worry or have concern or have stress about anything, but we should pray about everything. I don't know about you, but I could easily stress about everything, but sometimes it's hard for me to pray about everything. Now sometimes I could be very broad and, and, and very like, you know, just roundabout, like, you know, God, you know, but he's like, no, I want to hear everything. Because God wants to have a relationship with you. And communication is the most important part of a healthy relationship. So when we pray about everything, when we go to God about every detail, it says that we'll get peace. Which let's, can we just stop right there? Because here's the thing, I'll take peace. In fact, the definition of peace is freedom from disturbance. So yeah, God, I'll take freedom from disturbance. But here's what I love, God ups it. And he says, I'll give you peace, freedom from disturbance, that goes beyond understanding. What? Like to the point where you're like, I got so much peace, I don't even know what to do with it. Like I'm giving it away for free. Like here you go. Like I'm putting it on Marketplace free. And they're like, is this free? And I'm like, it's free. Are you serious? Can I get it right now? Get it right now. Come, come get it. I have too much of it. Like that's the kind of peace that God wants for us. And peace, honestly, is the ultimate remedy for anyone who's dealing with stress. Am I right? Like when we're dealing with stress, all we want is peace. So how do we get peace? Or, or how can we get peace where it goes beyond understanding? We just got to pray. So I think to get from out of stress and into strength, we need to start praying and praying about everything. Here's number two. We need to pursue God's word. Verse 28 of Isaiah 40 says, have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. I once heard a quote that said, when we pray, we talk to God, and when we read the Bible, he talks to us. But here's what I love what that scripture says. It says, no one can measure the depths of his understanding. That's why this is not just a one-time read. Like, you can't put this next to your other novels and go, yep, read it. Because here's what, there's depths, there's layers to his word. There's depths and layers to his understanding to where you'll read a scripture and go, oh wow, I like that. And you'll read it again and go, I got something totally different out of it. And that will happen over and over and over again. There are depths to his understanding that we can't comprehend. But as we grow, go to him more and more and we pursue his word more and more, he will keep encouraging us and strengthening us more and more. And when we stress, we go, all right, I gotta go in here. I gotta find some scripture to give me strength. Because you, do you understand in this book, there are 365 verses that tell us not to fear? So that's a verse a day. I'll just, I'll find them. 310 verses tells us how he loves us. 134 verses are about peace, which we found out is freedom from disturbance. 51 verses on his plan for us. And over 50 verses on how we can get strength from him. This is not something that we just need to bring to church. And this isn't something that just you hear from pastor. This has to be something 
that is with you every single day, if not a couple times a week. That's why our lover says, have you never heard? Have you never understood? Meaning, are you getting in this? Because there's promises in here. They'll help you and keep you from stress. The Bible has to be something more than what you heard here. It's something that you dig into. And I know some of you guys are going like, well, where do I start? And I always say the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because if we want to have a relationship with Jesus, we should get to know him. But I know some of you guys have heard me and pastors say that, and you're like, that's too much still. So here's the great thing. We have these at the Welcome Center. They're free. And all it is, you can come in here, you can go to the date, it gives you one verse. Now, for people who are new to the Bible, P.S. means Psalms. So once you go to Psalms 51.10, read that verse, that one verse, and then it gives you a story to kind of help you get some understanding of it. Free at the Welcome Center. For some of you guys, this is how you're going to start reading the Bible. Like you'll have your Bible, but you're like, if it wasn't for the, and some of you guys do have that testimony where you're like, man, that thing changed my life. That helped me dig into the word. I needed that for me. It will help us in there. So grab that on your way out. Because the Bible says in Psalms 119, 105, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. This book is more than rules and regulations. It's a guide to help us to go where we are to where God wants us to be. How do we defeat stress? How do we walk in strength? We dive into the depths of his understanding. We pursue God's word. Here's number three. We need to find people who love Jesus. Verse 29 says he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. See, the truth is we can't go to just anyone and get a God perspective on stress. Like we need to find Jesus people who have gone to God and God gave them power when they felt weak and strength when they felt powerless also. One of my, uh, one of my other favorite verses is James 5, 16, where it says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Some of you guys are looking at that verse and going, how is that your favorite verse? I hate that verse. <laughs> confess my sins to each other? I'm good. But you have to understand, it's not saying like, when it says confession, it's not like saying like telling your secret sins or your offenses. What it's saying in the scripture is it's saying we need to confess that we are sinners, that we aren't perfect, that we need help, that I stress, that I have stress in my life, that I'm dealing with stress. What it's saying is go honest and be honest with each other so that healing can happen. Just surround yourselves with Jesus people is one thing, but strength and healing comes through honesty and vulnerability. So when it comes to stress, we don't have to keep it to ourselves. And here's a few things I love about, like what I've learned when I'm honest and real with Jesus people. Here's a couple things. Number one, you'll find out you're not alone. Because the enemy will want you to think that you're the only one stressing, that you're the only Christian. Or you found out it's me and Pastor Dallas who stress. Like that's, that's what he'll tell you but the reality is when you surround yourself with other Jesus people, they'll go, oh, I'm not alone in this. <laughs> That's good to know. Number two is they'll have a story that'll probably help you with your struggle. Or they'll say, they'll say to you like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't get why you're stressing about that. I mean, no offense. And you're like, well, I mean, and they're like, but have you ever thought of this? Have you ever done this? And sometimes they'll give you a scripture 
a verse, a song. Have you ever, I mean, when I listen to this song, man, I want to, I want to like kick the devil in the face. I want to break things for Jesus. Like, like they're going to give you a quote that you're going to run with and you're going to be like, I'm going to get that tattooed on my chest. I need that. Like it's going to, they're going to tell you some things that help them with their story that will in turn help you with your story. And here's the third thing I love about being with these people. They'll always pray for you. Sometimes they'll pray for you before you ask them to pray for you. They'll just do it. Hey, you know what? Let's just pray. I love hanging out with Jesus people like that. Hey, man, let's just pray right now. Right now? Right now. In the store? In the store. Let's just do it. And here's, what, here's the funny thing. What happens when we pray about everything? We get peace that goes beyond understanding. And another thing that helps us defeat stress. And we all know that. And so remember, we weren't meant to walk this Jesus journey alone. Sometimes we do. We, sometimes we think like Lord of the Rings with our Jesus journey. It's like, it's only me and my wife, no one else. We're going alone. It's like, no, you're supposed to go together. You look at the book of Acts. They did life together. We need to surround ourselves with other Jesus people who can help us with our stress, with our marriage, with our finances, with our kids. I'm telling you, there's some people who want to babysit your kid in this room and they'll do it for half off. I'm just saying, I'm believing it in Jesus' name. They, they want to do it. They love your kid. And I think it's, that's why it's so important that we don't just attend. Like for some of us, we gotta start serving because you need to surround yourself with other believers. And here's what's great, when you start being real and honest with that, you'll do what my friend Christy did. My friend Christy helps me in the kids' ministry. She's been doing kids' ministry longer than I've been doing kids' ministry. She's great, I love her. She's like my, one of my worship leaders. And what I love about her is she's real and honest. And there's a day we're at the doors, high-fiving kids, and she goes, she realized that you know, during pandemic that some of her friends didn't come back, whether they went to another church or they, they're still watching at home. Love you guys, glad you're here. And, and, and she was just, she was finally just going like, I need new friends. She just was blatant honest, I just need new friends. I don't have any friends anymore, like they're, they're all gone. And as soon as I heard that, I went and found Megan. I said, hey, Megan, you got a minute? And she's like, sure, because I knew Megan had this girls group that she was doing at the exchange, and so I brought her over, and I was like, hey, hey, Megan, this is Christy, Christy's Megan. Megan does this thing on Tuesday. Are you free Tuesday? You are, oh, cool, cool. She, and, and I connected that. Now, the only reason I was able to do that is because she was like, I need friends. Like, she did that. So it's not just serving, but it's serving and, and doing life with other believers. How about join and discover group? Like you're like, oh, I don't know, man. You, I'm telling you, that's where you will see life happen. Where you'll see people's story on finances and you're like, so I just gotta do that? Just that? Or you know, there's stories about marriage, there's stories about raising kids. And you're like, what do you do when your kid wants to break walls? And you're like, oh, I've done that. Like you're, you're gonna find out you're not alone. I got a wall breaker too, it's great. <laughs> Or how about journey to wholeness? I've done journey to wholeness three times. I'm, I'd probably go again because I'm finding more things that God's trying to get me whole in, but I'm also surrounding myself with other believers who will tell me stuff where I'm like, needed that, stealing that, thank you. And that's what God wants us to do. Doing this and being real and honest isn't just surrounding yourself with Jesus people, but doing life with Jesus people. Here's number four. Praise and worship. Verse 31 says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. 
Sometimes when stress hits us, we just want to take care of it on our own. I know I have, especially as a husband and a father, I'm like, I just gotta, I gotta handle this. And even I will slip into like, I just gotta handle it and take care of it. But the scripture reads that we, need to, we will find new strength when we trust him. And so when I look at trusting him, I look at him taking my stress, my anxiety, and I give it to him. I don't know about you, but that's what worship looks like to me. Like that's why I do this. You have to remember worship is more than just singing, but it's coming to God in surrender. It's more than just standing to our feet and clapping at the end and going, yeah, Jesus, but it's taking the words. It's not just lyrics. There's some scripture that we're singing together and applying that to our life, thus giving our all to Jesus. And I know some of us, we wanna be respectful. We wanna be reserved, we wanna be reverent. But can you imagine doing that in quicksand? Wow. Like, can you imagine you're just like, I'm fine. No. We'd be like, please, come on. I, I think I have fingers left. Take the fingers. Like, we would be like, as stretched high as we can. We wouldn't care what our armpits looked like. They could be as sweaty. It doesn't matter. They could smell terrible. Like, please. That's what God wants. Because some of us are struggling with stress. And we think, okay, I just got to be reverent, and God's going to pat me on the back and go, good job, buddy. He's like, no, he's going, help. I'm stressing about this over and over again. I'm literally doing the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. I need you. I need you to be my firm foundation. This is how I fight my battles. I don't try to do it on my own. I go to him. That's why I'm over here in the corner losing my mind. Because I, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to buy a house and I've never done this before. Like, that's what this is. It's like, God, what do you mean there's a new thing there? Like, it's, I, that's why I go to him and worship. Man, I wish I could do a worship song right now. I, I, we can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wish. But that's why we need to worship. That's why we shouldn't have our hands down. We should be going after him and giving him our all. Here's what I want to close with. I love the UFC. Like, I'm a big fan of people punching each other and then hugging afterwards. <laughs> Which, when I first started watching, I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, he literally just broke his nose, and they're like loving each other and praying for each other. I was like, all right. And last night's fight was... I mean, I woke people up with that fight last night. I was like, what? Like, I lost my mind. But then the week before that, there was a fight between Marlon Chidovero and Dominic Cruz. And they had such an awesome ending. Like, went four rounds. It was so, so great. But the thing that stuck out to me wasn't the fight as much as the walkout. And I can tell you it, but I kind of want to show you it real quick. So I'll be right back. So this is how, this is how like, Dominic Cruz came out. Like, he came out like this. So like the said name, he's got music, he's like. You know, he's doing that. This is how Chido Vera came out. He's on this side. I'm not kidding, he does this. And the commentators go, look how relaxed he is. My man, Michael Bisbing says, yeah, he was born for this. Dang, because here's what I know. Some of you are like me, and we are told when it comes to stress, 
We're not born for this. In fact, you might be like my mom who said, stress is in our DNA. Love you, mom. Appreciate you. So we, we look at stress and we go, yeah, I was born to stress. But can I tell you, as believers, the scripture says we're born again. In fact, 2 Corinthians says this is what means anyone who belongs to Christ. He has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. So we're not, we're born to live in, to defeat stress, to walk in strength, to have his new renewed strength. I love where it says we can soar on wings like eagles, meaning we can look over our problem and say, I couldn't do that without him. But thank God that he gave me renewed strength that I can soar over my stress, soar over my circumstances and walk in it. I'm telling you this week, people are going to look at you and go, what's going on with you? Like your, people in your workplace are going to be like, what's happening? Because I know what's happening in your life and you should be not happy right now. Yeah, I, I was walking in stress, but I was reminded I need to walk in strength and that God has given me renewed strength and I am a new believer in Christ Jesus. I, this is what I'm doing. And it's going to start changing your workplace. It's going to start changing your family. Men, as the fathers of the home, we got to say, I know we got reasons to stress, but we're not doing it anymore. We're going to God in prayer for everything. We're worshiping when we can. Worship's gonna be in our living room from now on because we need to be going to Jesus at every moment. That we're gonna find scripture that we can lean on. That we can literally say, found my favorite scripture, found my favorite quote. Like we are gonna be doing that because we are not walking in stress anymore. We are walking in strength. And that's how we can go from being too stressed to be blessed to being too blessed to be stressed. Because we've let go and we let God do what he can in our lives. Yes. Do you want that today? Because God wants to give it to you. Can I pray with you? So salvation is what Paul's talking about in 2 Corinthians. It's becoming a new person. It's believing that Jesus came, lived a sinless life, died on the cross and defeated death so that we could be a new person person. So with everyone's head bowed, eyes closed, maybe you're here today and you're saying, you know, I've never done that. You know, I've come to church and I thought that was enough, but like letting Jesus in my life, I've never done that. So we're going to do one of two things. In a moment, if you are saying, you know, I've never done that. I want to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. Lord, meaning I want to give him control. I'm realizing doing this on my own is not enough. So I want to welcome him in and Savior, meaning that I'm not holding on to my sin, my guilt, my shame. I'm giving it to him because he's died and he was the ultimate sacrifice to take care of it. So we're going to, in a moment, if that's you, I'm going to have you raise your hand in a second, look at me, and then as a church together, we're going to say this prayer. We're going to say it loud and proud. So if you're here and you're saying, you know what? I've never done that and I want to be a new person in Jesus. I want to start my Jesus journey. Can I have you raise your hand and look at me real quick? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, love it. I saw two hands go up together, I love that. Church, can we say this prayer together? Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life, change me. Make me new. 
be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the, for the first time, you are what the Bible says you're a new creation. But this is just the start. And so if you're here and you made that decision, we'd love for you to scan the QR code, which is in your seat front pocket. We'd love you to fill out our hello card and then just check the box that you're choosing to follow Jesus because we want to help you. This is just step one of the journey. We want to get you a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, you can take one on your way out. You can go to the Welcome Center and go to get a devotional. We want you to start praying and we want you to go beyond the scripts. We want you to be real and honest and just talk to God like you talk to your best friend. And we also want you to be a part of a church. So if you're saying, you know what, man, no offense, but this isn't the church for me, that's totally fine. Because we believe at Life Church, we're a church for anybody, but not everybody. So if this isn't working for you, that's totally fine, but you gotta find a church you get connected with. You can't say, I didn't like Life Church, so I'm not going to church. That can't happen. You gotta surround yourself with Jesus people. And there's tons of churches all around us that you can go to. Can I pray with you one more time? Maybe you're here and you're saying, I am a Jesus person, but man, I've been trying to do this stress thing on my own. I've not been going to God in prayer. I've not been going to him and to his word. I haven't surrounded myself with Jesus people. I'm not praising worship, but I am starting today. If that's you, can, I, can you raise your hand real quick? I want to pray with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, we just thank you for all these hands, Lord, who are going to make changes right now, that they're not holding on to stress anymore. They're not holding on to worry anymore. But Lord, they are going to you who gives us renewed strength. So Lord, I pray for change to happen. Lord, that on, on August 21st would be the day that we did life different and that there'd be great stories to come from it. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Thanks for joining us this week. Still thinking about the message? Go follow our message recap podcast. Chew on that. The Chew on That podcast is a podcast where Life Church staff chew over the latest messages to dig deeper into our faith. Tap the link in the episode description to have a listen. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week.